Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we wait, we wait, and we continue to wait. But why? That plus a whole lot more on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, January 18th, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, as always, you're checking us out on YouTube. Thank you. Definitely appreciate that. My man Ari does a great job putting us up on YouTube each and every day. And, of course, Raider Nation, we appreciate you checking us out on YouTube every day. So uh, big ups to you. Big ups to my man Ari. Check out Ari on Twitter, at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well, at your boy Q. Two five four. We got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. We'll get your calls and texts coming up in segment number three. And in segment number two, got one call that really generated another conversation. So we'll hear your calls and texts, most of them in segment number three. But we have one that will isolate for segment number two that will lead us into offseason priorities. Get us away from the head coach and GM conversation a little bit. That'll come up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, as we always do. And let's go ahead and jump right into it. And unfortunately for the silver and black, there is no news and notes that Raider Nation is waiting for, which is the hiring of the head coach, the hiring of the GM, an announcement that I've been waiting pretty much all week long, at least for the GM, and it hasn't happened as of yet. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, he did tweet out on Wednesday, Raiders interim GM Champ Kelly has been present for the team's head coaching interviews this week per sources, which could be considered a good sign for his candidacy for the full-time job. He's directly involved in the process. Again, that's from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. And remember, on Monday, he was at the Martin Luther King Day parade with Antonio Pierce, with Richard Seymour, who is part of the committee that's going out finding the new GM, finding the head coach. They were all out there together. I thought that that was kind of odd if they weren't just going to sign, seal, and deliver AP and Champ Kelly. Well, as of right now, it hasn't happened just yet. But according to Jeremy Fowler, he's been involved in all the transactions that have been going on, the reserve future signings that we talked about on Wednesday's show, and also the interviews that is going on. So, okay, the interviews that are going on are Champ Kelly's a part of, but he hasn't been named the GM yet. So there's that. Uh, also, one of the guys that is interviewed for the open GM job with the Silver and Black, Ed Dodds, a guy that we've talked about quite a bit, a guy that I thought maybe even has the possibility of being the head of football operations if the Raiders decide to go in that way. According to Adam Schefter from ESPN, on Wednesday interviewed with the Chargers. So he's also in the mix with the Raiders uh, position as well. But uh, apparently he interviewed with the Chargers. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I know a lot of people, including myself, uh, tied Ed Dodds and Jim Harbaugh together. I'm not saying that they have to be a package deal. They don't. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I have been told many times that, you know, if Ed Dodds, wherever Ed Dodds ends up, look out, Jim Harbaugh may end up there as well. So I'm not saying that he's going to be, uh, you know, with the Chargers if Ed Dodds lands there. And I'm not saying he's going to be with the Raiders if Ed Dodds lands with the Silver and Black. But it's just one of those, you know, that have gone hand in hand for quite a while. Again, I don't want to think Tink. Too much about it, but it is a, a possibility they do have familiarity with each other, and apparently Jim Harbaugh would definitely sign off on Ed Dodds as a general manager. But he interviewed with the Chargers, and apparently he's still in the mix when it comes to the silver and black. And then I got this note late on Wednesday that I thought, thought to be pretty interesting. 
and I don't need to say who it's from. Just let it be known that it's someone who has a pretty good idea of what's going on. They sent me a text and said, I'll, I'll just let you chew on this. The holdup on the hiring in Vegas has nothing to do with another coach. So there's that because there's a lot of conversation going on right now that Tom Brady's trying to get Mike Vrabel in the mix and trying to get him hired. I don't think that that is anything close to the truth. I know there's a lot of people flipping out. I know people are uh, having these conversations and saying that Tom Brady's trying to do this, that, and the other. I don't think that at all. Uh, uh, you know that Tom Brady's not even part of the committee, right? There's, there's guys on the committee, uh, Mark Davis, uh, President Sandra Douglas Morgan, uh, board member Larry Delson, Senior Vice President, Director of Football Administration Tom Delaney, Advisor Ken Harrock, and former player Richard Seymour. So Tom Brady's nowhere on that committee, but a lot of people believe that Mike Vrabel is uh, in the mix for the Raiders' potential head coaching job, and maybe AP doesn't get it after all. But again, the text message I got, I'll just let you chew on this. The holdup on the hiring in Vegas has nothing to do with another coach. So I sent back the text, well, it's got to be the GM, and I feel like it's coming down to Champ and, and Dodds. And, of course, Dodds, as I mentioned earlier, interviewed with the Chargers on Wednesday, and the reply I got back was, I still think it's Champ, and I hope it is. So we wait. We wait. And we wait some more to find out what's going to happen with the silver and black. But it's never a dull moment, right? <laughs> never a dull moment when it comes to the Raiders. It seems like there's always something going on. So that's the latest and the greatest when it comes to the head coach and the GM search. Nothing is official like a referee's whistle as of yet. Uh, also saw this note on Twitter on Wednesday. Uh, Max Crosby, he went under, he undergone knee surgery. It was a small cleanup after dealing with a knee injury since week two fixing issues with his bursa. And remember, we all uh, saw the, the the picture of his knee that was blown up super big, and it looked like that there was no chance he was going to play. I can't remember what week it was, but he was doubtful, uh, and he went out there and played against the Chiefs anyway. What was that, week 13, right? I think it was week 13, but uh, whatever. It was that first time they played against the Chiefs at Allegiant Stadium. Still went out there and balled. So uh, he was banged up the majority of the season, but he still went out there and played the majority of the snaps and uh, had a hell of a season. Matter of fact, had record numbers uh, as far as stats in uh, 2023. But it's funny, thinking about his injuries, he also had a thumb injury. Max Crosby played 95.3% of Raiders defensive snaps, the most of any defensive lineman. Aiden Hutchinson of the Lions was second at 904 the only D lineman to play at least 95% of the snaps in the last six seasons. Max Crosby, 95.3% in 2023. Max Crosby at 96.2% in 2022. Think about that. In the last six seasons, the only defensive lineman to play at least 95% of snaps has been Max Crosby twice. That's wild, just to know what he does. And his numbers he put up, 14 and a half sacks, 100 sack yards, 23 tackle for losses, and end up on the second team All-Pro. And, of course, you end up on the second team All-Pro when your team doesn't win a whole lot of games. But got to give a lot of credit to Max Crosby, who just went out there and balled out all season long. And uh, he's just what I like to call a dude. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. The final little nugget I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, RG3. He's got a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast now, right? He's got RG3 in the ones, and he had uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver Michael Irvin on it the other day, and they were talking about all kinds of different subjects, and they got to a point where they started talking about Antonio Pierce and the fact that Michael Irvin was out here in Las Vegas hanging out with AP and what he took away from those conversations and what he took away from the conversations he had with players in the Raiders locker room. Here's a quick minute, minute and a half with RG3 and Michael Irvin. I went and spent time and sat with Antonio Pierce in, in Las Vegas because he's a good dude and a good friend. And I went and sat with him. And, and, and when I was in this, that, uh, that building, before I walked out, all those players said, hey, man, this is our coach right here, Mike. He knew I was going to TV and talk about it. 
They say, this is our coach. We got to keep our coach. Think about this. You said we don't have to mention those other coaches. I'll mention them in this term. You had $100 million to John Grew. You gave another $70 million to Josh McDaniel. Exactly. All, all, all to create an offense that will compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because exactly. we're all trying to chase the top team in the NFL. 100%. Certainly the top team in our division. All to try to create an offense with that thing they have in Kansas City. You know what? Because they hadn't beaten Chiefs in so long. But you know what? Antonio Pierce did it with defense. You got to treat guys like they're grownups and you got to make them understand that you have their best interests at heart. And I'm not saying that the Patriot way didn't do that, but that's why I think the Patriot way is dead in today's game because right. you have to move past that and, and actually let the guys know, like, I'm in this with you, man. I'm not going behind your back, talking to sources, telling them things so I, so I can still be a coach in five years. I'm just here to make get the best out of you. And I think sometimes right. that gets lost when it becomes dominion over. And it's like, you're going to do what I tell you to do because I told you to do that. It's like, no, Correct. you're paying me 30 to 40 million because I'm great at what I do. So I found that to be pretty interesting that Michael Irvin was talking about what the players were saying to him. And it's it's wild, right, that player after player, Hall of Fame player after Hall of Fame player or just big time player in general uh, has been to Vegas, hanging out with AP, been in the locker room. It just there's so many different guys that have been around him. It makes me so interested and intrigued by what happens uh, if and when he gets named the head coach, who he could potentially put around him because it seems like he's got access to everyone. And every time I look up, there's someone else big time hanging around the organization, hanging around the building, or hanging around the locker room. Again, that was RG3 and Michael Irvin from the RG3 and the ones, and I thought that uh, RG3 saying that the Patriot way was pretty much dead, you can't uh, operate that way, kind of goes in line with everything that we've been saying here on the podcast for quite a while, and goes in line with what AP was able to do after taking over November 1st as the interim head coach. Coming up in segment number two, off-season priorities that aren't the GM and head coach hires. This comes from a call that we got from Mike in Utah. You'll hear the call. We'll break it down the top three offseason priorities as far as I'm concerned we'll do that segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast before I get to that though I do want to tell you about one of the title sponsors here on the show which is better help and sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest big or small certain things can really start to get to you it's important that you let them out especially to someone who's unbiased on your life and you know I can relate to that because there's a lot of times in my life where uh, I don't want to let people down right? Because I know that there's certain expectations, there's certain expectations and standards that I have for me, and I know that people around me have for me as well. So I always want to uh, live up to those standards and those expectations, and I don't want anyone to ever get that sense of, oh man, Q let me down. Well, if you live like that, which I do, it could become stressful at times. Sometimes it could really wear on you. Sometimes it will make it so it's hard for you to sleep at night. Well, sometimes maybe you just need to talk to someone who is unbiased, someone who's not going to put any pressure on you, you know? And look, it's not just me. There's plenty of others. Kids can do this, uh, you know, if they feel like that they have to perform a certain way for their parents. There's football players, basketball players, athletes that have that same feeling. They have others around them that they're trying to make sure that they do what they need to do to please them. And sometimes it could really be a bother on them, so they need to talk to someone. Therapy can be different for everyone, and therapy could definitely help you out. And a lot of us are going to have bigger problems that are just like the favorite sports team and what they're doing, but you, you just need to get something off your chest and talk about it. So if you're, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. You can visit, visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. Again, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. 
Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into offseason priorities, but the reason I want to get into these offseason priorities, and it's funny, I actually talked about this on my radio show the other day, like last week, late last week, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, but we got a call from Mike in Utah off the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. I thought it was a really good call, and it really kind of got me focused in Multiple different thoughts of the offseason, but one that's a big-time priority. He's calling to talk about the quarterback position, something that I believe and Mike believes we all agree the Raiders need to address. Here's the call from Mike, and then we'll jump right into it. Here he is, Mike in Utah. Hey, Q. This is Mike from Utah calling with a question today on quarterbacks. Um, Seems like the Raiders need a quarterback. We all agree on that. Uh, As far as drafting one and jumping up in the draft and – Starting a rookie quarterback goes, I'm just not necessarily in favor of that because I don't think rookie quarterbacks often will help you win. Uh, it's pretty rare that a rookie quarterback comes in the league ready to play at that level. Uh, so I was wondering what your thoughts on a uh, trade to Dallas for Dak Prescott uh, are. Uh, I think Dallas is kind of down on Dak after losing early in, uh, in the playoffs. And I think a trade may be available. If not Dak, then who would you maybe target that could be somebody like a Rich Gannon, such as we had picked up way back in the day uh, from Kansas City as a backup quarterback? Is there somebody like that in the league that we could trade for? Or uh, are we kind of doomed to pick a rookie and not be great for a year? So just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Look forward to hearing them. Thanks very much. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And look, off top, uh, I don't believe Dak is an option, right? I mean, you heard the news on Wednesday that uh, Jerry Jones is keeping Mike McCarthy around. I don't think there's any way that they're turning the sticks over to Trey Lance or Cooper Rush or anyone else, right? There's just – I don't see that happening. Dak Prescott's not the greatest quarterback. He's not elite, but he's not bad either. He's a guy that could definitely win with them. And if Mike McCarthy's going into a lame duck year, guess who he's going to go into it with? That quarterback. He's not going to go into it with some unknown. If that's the case, he might as well just go ahead and turn in his resignation. So I don't think Dak Prescott is an option. But quarterback is definitely one of the offseason priorities I see for the silver and black. Matter of fact, I have three offseason priorities that I think that they need to address, regardless who the head coach is, regardless who the GM is, for this team, the Raiders that we know as they stand right now, and obviously they've got some uh, areas that they've got to address with free agency and, you know, of course, a draft coming up as well. But there's three areas that I look at that they really need to make sure they address this offseason. And the number one is that quarterback position like Mike in Utah was talking about. I think two quarterbacks need to be added to the quarterback room to go alongside Aiden O'Connell. So what are your options? You mentioned a rookie quarterback trading up. That's option number one for me. I think that even though you don't want to give up a bunch of draft capital, I think that's what you've got to try to do. I'm not saying you're going to be successful, but I think that first and foremost, you should try everything in your ability to trade up and go get your guy. For me, it's Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. Those are my two favorite guys, hands down. It's not even close, right? If you feel like there's a way you can get one of those two dudes, you go do it. And, of course, that would probably mean going all the way up to number one because I believe Caleb Williams will go number one, of course, a young man out of USC. Those are my two That's my two options as far as drafting a guy. That's who I'd like to see the Raiders go get if they're going to go get a dude in the draft. Those one of those two dudes. Again, that's my preferred method. But there's other options. A vet, you can go a vet route. How about, and people have suggested that on the show, trade for Justin Fields. 
especially if Champ Kelly is the GM. He's familiar with uh, Chicago. I think they're going to come off that number one spot that they have right now by way of Carolina uh, to go get a quarterback like uh, Caleb Williams. So Justin Fields will probably be available. So maybe you go and give up a second-round pick and, and get him. His contract for this year is, is low. Uh, you don't have to pick up the fifth-year option. I would think if you're going to give up some draft capital, you'd want to. That's about 20 million dollars, fully guaranteed. And then you have to make decisions after that. So that's one option as far as a vet goes. You can sign Russell Wilson if you want. I mean, I think he's got a little bit left in the tank. He wasn't great this year, but he wasn't terrible. Uh, Denver's going to the, pay the majority of his contract this upcoming season, so that's cool, right? Or you could trade for Trey Lance, and that's a big unknown, and I don't know if I'd want to do that. Those are, those are a couple options as far as vets go. Also, if you think that you're going to sign a guy in free agency, it's not really too many to choose from as far as quarterbacks. I actually went over the top 100 free agents for 2024, uh, the, the list, and four quarterbacks came out in the top 100. And I'll tell you right now, none of them, to me, are worth the salt. The number one quarterback, Kirk Cousins, probably get him for about two years, $60 million, around 35 to $40 million fully guaranteed. He's coming off an Achilles tear, and he's not mobile. No thanks. Uh, Gardner Minshew, two years, $17.5 million, about 15 guaranteed. I think he stays in Indianapolis. He's very familiar with Shane Steichen. They, they were together there in Philadelphia. And as we see, Anthony Richardson's going to need a, a, a backup quarterback that they could trust like they did this year. So I think the Colts are not going to let him out of there. Speaking of not letting him out of there, about Baker Mayfield. I know he's still playing. He's going to be in Detroit this weekend for the divisional round. Probably get a two-year $30 million contract, $20 million or so guaranteed. I think he's going to stay right there in Tampa Bay, though. Right, I don't think that they're going to let him get out of there after what he was able to do at his backup against the wall, and he still still played well. Right, I thought he was going to play well in Carolina when Cleveland sent him there. He didn't. Thought he was going to play well when he went to the Rams. He only played well one game, and that was against the Raiders. Unfortunately, two days after they signed him, or maybe twenty four hours after they signed him, whatever the case may be. But he found a little landing spot in Tampa Bay, so I think he sticks around there. I don't think he's going anywhere. And then Ryan Tannehill, probably two years, eleven million dollars, ten million dollars guaranteed. No thanks, I'm good. So there's not really a whole lot of options as far as the quarterback goes. So I think your best options would either be trade up in the draft to go get your rookie quarterback, which is option A for me, or make a move for a vet like Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, or Trey Lance. And, well, Fields and Wilson sounds better than Trey Lance as far as I'm concerned. But those are definitely – that's definitely quarterback is is priority number one as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the offseason. Priority number two – Continue to look for upgrades on the offensive line. The Raiders need to build that thing up to be a bully again. There was a time when Derek Carr was a quarterback, they had a bully as far as uh, offensive line. Remember they called it car insurance? Then they dismantled it in efforts to try to go get some defense when Gus Bradley was the defensive coordinator, and it didn't really work out that well. Andre James, the center, is a free agent. I see Dylan Parham probably taking that spot. Jermaine Illuminor is a free agent. I can see him coming back maybe on another one-year deal, but he's not a long-term solution. So I think that there's a good chance that they'll need a left guard. Probably need a right tackle. I know Thayer Mumford did well at, at the left tackle spot for Colton Miller. I think that he's more depth, right? And, and if Colton goes down, maybe you maybe you slide Thayer Mumford in that spot. He looked more comfortable at that left tackle spot. Maybe he slides into that right tackle. But I think that they need to really build that offensive line, turn that into a bully. Champ Kelly and, and, and Antonio Pierce are going to want to run the ball if, in fact, that's a GM head coach duo. I know Antonio Pierce is going to want to run the ball. And, of course, you got to have protection for your quarterback. So that offensive line needs to be a bully. And then the final priority for me is hire a big-time offensive coordinator, someone who gets it, someone who knows how to get the most out of weapons that are in place. He's got to be someone that's a, a, you know, a, kind of a seasoned vet when it comes to play calling, someone who knows the rhyme and reason 
to why they're getting these play calls. Someone who can get the most out of a young quarterback has some college concepts that understands what, hey, this will work as well in the NFL. How to use all the grass. Someone that's innovative, right? Experience. That's, that's what I'm looking for. And that's nothing against Bo Hardigree. I think at moments he had good moments, but that's all they were were moments, and that's from lack of experience. We know Antonio Pierce is not the you know, most experienced head coach, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice with him. That's good. But I don't think you should roll the dice, dice with a, 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 you know, a, a guy that's a head coach that's not super experienced and an offensive play call that's not super experienced either. Right? That's, that's not a great recipe for success. And the Raiders still went 5-4 and four down the stretch. <laughs> right? So I thought that they, they did a good job with that. But obviously it could have been better, and I think a more experienced play caller would have helped them do that. So what says you? What do you think the top three offseason priorities should be? Not talking about the GM, not talking about the head coach position. Let us know about it. 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts come up in segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors, including LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Job knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have the many quality candidates. So, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is quick and easy. What you got to do right now, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on. That's locked on NFL, actually. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. Let's make sure I get it right. LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I also want to tell you about game time. And well, if you have to buy some tickets, you shouldn't have to worry about the buying the tickets in the process to buying the tickets to your next big event. Right, Game time is fast and easy. It's the best way to buy tickets for all sporting events, uh, for any kind of concerts, comedy shows, theater events, anything that's near you, you can get tickets for through Game Time. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Bada boom, bada bing. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's a place to find all those last-minute seats. Unless you're my guy Vegas Jess, I know it's very difficult to get last-minute seats. You can get them with game time. Vegas Jess happens to get them all the time. But right now, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account and use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts are off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a text from Jay Black in G-Ville. So, hey, Q, it's Jay Black from G-Ville. Uh, I'm a second-generation lifelong fan of Raiders. Just wanted to reach out and send a shout-out and say I really enjoy your show. It's my first listen of the day, and it's been for the past couple seasons. I appreciate your content, insight, and just the fact you keep it real, 100 
I believe you are the real voice of Raider Nation. Also, I'm down with seeing us roll the dice and seeing what AP can do with a handpicked staff in a full offseason. Get some help on the O-line, and because I believe we are one quarterback away being a playoff contender, I say let's take a chance and move up in the draft and get the best quarterback available. All right, that's all, folks. Be blessed, Q Raiders. Love you, Raider Nation. Jay Black from Gville, Virginia. I am out. Jay Black, thanks for the text. I appreciate you. Thanks for the kind words uh, for the show. And look, I'm not the voice of Raider Nation, man. Raider Nation is the voice of Raider Nation. The one thing that I know for sure is that Raider Nation is very opinionated, very passionate about uh, the team. And I love that. And that's what I love. You know, I really do appreciate and embrace that about the silver and black. I just happen to have a platform to talk about them, but it's cool. And that's why we have the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line, because I want you to have the opportunity to share your opinion as well. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm with you, though. The offensive line, as you heard in segment number two, right, offseason priorities, go get your quarterback, go get your offensive line. So I'm with you. I, I had that as number one and two, and I had also the offensive play caller that knows what they're doing as priority number three. So we're on the same page, Jay Black. Definitely appreciate the text. Please don't let that be your last one. Up next, got a call from CK in Southern Cali. He's calling to talk about what he feels is more important than retaining AP. Here he is, CK in Southern Cali. What up, Q? This is your boy, CK from Southern Cali. Just wanted to chime in about all the new GM and head coaching searching searches that's going on now that the season's over for the Raiders. And I think my two cents would be, more importantly than retaining AP, I think the most important thing is keeping Patrick Graham. I mean, we can talk about the revolving door and head coaches that we've had and the terrible defense or uh, defensive court. I mean, when is the last time, if you really sat back and thought to yourself, the last time that you can remember the defense for the Raiders cooking on a weekend and week-out basis? I mean, Patrick Graham, what he was able to do with the pieces that, that he had this year, I mean, I think the Raiders were the second had the second lowest amount of money applied to the defense this year. I mean, this guy – had the defense cooking and I mean at least for myself the 20 years that I that I can remember have been just downright disastrous for the Raiders defense what he was able to do with Malcolm Coons Jack Jones I mean getting the most out of guys that you wouldn't expect to contribute much I think is a very 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 important sign that this guy is where this guy is what the Raiders need and he needs to he needs to remain the defensive coordinator I mean I think if we really look back at the, at the last year, I really think we were an offensive coordinator and a quarterback away from really going deep in the playoffs. Obviously, we had to get there, but, I mean, from the defensive side of things, I mean, it was just, I mean, we saw, we saw, we saw things from this defense we haven't seen in 20 plus years. That's just my two cents. I, I would love AP to stay as the head coach. Obviously, I would like Chantelli to get retained as well. I think that we have something special there. But like I said, I think the most important thing more than anything else is to, to keep Patrick Graham as a defensive coordinator. Thank you. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, I think keeping Graham is important. There's no doubt. But it might be difficult. He's getting head coach requests. And we all know he wants to be a head coach, right, at some point. And I think the easiest way to keep PG is to keep AP. Right? I know it's a lot of initials. But, <laughs> you know, I think that any other head coach that comes in, there's a good chance that, you know, Patrick Graham is not held on to. Uh, now, the Raiders did – declined or did, blocked actually a, a request from another team to interview Patrick Graham for their defensive coordinator position, which shows you that they want to hold on to him or at least give whatever head coach comes in next the opportunity to say, yeah, that's my guy or no, that's not my guy. But they want to hold on to him and give him that option. So again, I do believe it's going to be Antonio Pierce. I do believe he's going to want to hold on to Patrick Graham. The wild card is I know Patrick Graham wants to be a head coach. 
He was getting interviews before he actually got the job with the Raiders, and he's got a couple interviews already. So uh, those are not Rooney Rule interviews. Uh, I think it's almost offensive when people say that, uh, you know, just because he's a, a minority and that's part of the Rooney Rule. But uh, he, he's, in my opinion, he's earned it. When the Raiders had the number six overall ranked defense, that's earned it. That's, that's worthy of, of uh, you know, getting interviews. Look, Dan Quinn's getting interviews for a, a head coaching position, and the Cowboys just got the break speed off him. Right, the Packers went out there and put 48 on that defense, and he's getting head coaching requests. So why not Patrick Graham? And again, I'm not saying that to you. I don't say that to anyone in a in a harsh way. But there's so many people that are so quick to just be like, "Oh, that's just a Rooney Rule interview." Is it? Is it really? Or the man earn it? Right. So I just it, it it bugs me, as you could tell. It always irritates me. So I try not to go down that road too often. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. But CK, thanks for the call. And yes, it's absolutely important to keep Patrick Graham. But the best way to do it. Is hold on to Antonio Pierce as well. Up next, got a text from Manny V. So what's up, Q? Manny V here from L.A. Always listening on my way to work early mornings. One quick question. What do you think about all these reports about Tom Brady and Mark Davis' ear and hiring Mike Vrabel and why he hasn't hired a GM and head coach yet? Thank you, Q. Keep up the great work. That's from Manny V in L.A. And uh, thanks, Manny, for the, the text. I do appreciate you. And uh, as you heard in segment number one, uh, I got the text message on Wednesday. I'll just let you chew on this. The holdup on the hiring in Vegas has nothing to do with another coach. And my response was, okay, it's got to be the GM, Champ or Dodds. And the response was, I still think it's Champ, and I hope it is. So um, it's the GM. The GM is the holdup. There's no doubt about that. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I just, after Monday, and the fact that Champ Kelly has actually been in these interviews for the head coaching position, when they met with Leslie Frazier, when they met with Chris Richard, I couldn't see them going in another direction with the GM position. But again, that's just me sitting here in Studio Q, right, doing a podcast. Anything is possible when you get into the room, I guess, with the Raiders and the decision makers. You never know how it shakes out. But Manny, thanks so much for the text. I appreciate you. Got time for a couple more. Uh, Let's see. Mike in San Jose, he's calling to share his thoughts on AP and what the Raiders need to do with them and also shares his thoughts on Jim Harbaugh and his fit with the Chargers. Here he is, Mike in San Jose. Hey, what's going on, Q? Mike calling out of San Jose. And uh, I just wanted to call and give my my thoughts and – I guess the direction of the team going. Um, I think the Raiders should hire Coach AP. I think that's a no-brainer. Now, as far as Jim Harbaugh goes, I could see uh, I could see the Raiders being an interesting team for him. Uh, I could see him wanting to come and be with the Raiders. Um, and a lot of people are speculating that he could land with Chargers, and I don't see that happening and my main reason for that is like you said he likes to be in control of a team he's going to want to have the players he wants and seeing that they have an established quarterback already I can see them I see him shying away from that job I see him wanting to go to a team where they don't have a quarterback and he may want to bring in his own quarterback JJ McCarthy um I guess it, I know when he was a when he was a Niner, they weren't really doing too hot when he first came in with Alex Smith, and Alex Smith became a great quarterback. Um, but that was not until a little bit, maybe I think Harbaugh's second year in, after Harbaugh had already drafted his quarterback in Colin Kaepernick. Now, 
he's going to want his quarterback to be the guy of the future. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter how well the other quarterback is playing. He'll trade him away. Like he did with Alex Smith. He ended up trading Alex Smith. And I think he traded Alex Smith. He may have been released and signed as a free agent. But either way, he kept his guy, Colin Kaepernick. And, um, it's crazy because the game that, the game that Alex Smith got benched, Alex Smith had one incomplete pass. And the next week we saw Colin Kaepernick start. So anyways, I don't think he's going to go to the Chargers. Um, anyways, that's all I got cute. Love what you do. Later. Thank you for the call, my man. And yeah, it feels like the Raiders are at the finish line with the head coach. Now the GM, that's the holdup, right? As far as Harbaugh goes, he absolutely wants all the power. And I think he would love the Chargers. You know, with Herbert at the quarterback position, he's talked about Herbert all the time. Even when he wasn't asked about Herbert, he talks about Herbert. So I know he would love to have that quarterback. But Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk, the Hall of Famer, she joins my radio show every, you know, couple of weeks. So just talk NFL in general. I asked her about Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. And she brought up a point that I hadn't thought about. She said, Q, do you think that he really wants to be second or third fiddle in L.A.? Like, you know Jim Harbaugh's ego. You know Jim Harbaugh wants to be the bell of the ball. He wants to be recruited. He wants to be wine and dine. He wants the red carpet to be rolled out to him. He wants everything, right? He wants all the money in the world. He wants all the power, right? He wants all that. I get that. Do you think he really wants to be second fiddle or even third fiddle in L.A.? And when she said that, it clicked. I'm like, wait, hold on. It'd probably be third. Think about the Chargers, Raider Nation. The Raiders play twice in L.A. this upcoming year, 2024. Guess what those games are going to be? Those are going to be Raider home games, right? SoFi Stadium is what? Allegiant Stadium South, <laughs> right? I had to think about that, right? Southern California, but, you know, I'm trying to look at the map. and Yeah, the map's not my, my friend. Anyway, uh, Allegiant Stadium in L.A. That's SoFi Stadium. That's Raiders home, home field. Home field away from home, basically. So then after the Raiders, it's what? The Rams and then the Chargers? You think Jim Harbaugh wants to be the third favorite team as far as NFL action goes in L.A.? Probably not. I hadn't thought about that until she said it, but I still think she, he would like to work with Justin Herbert. I just don't know if he'd want to be third fiddle in L.A. So that's something that really made me you know, kind of get my thoughts and say, hmm, he's interviewed with the Falcons. He's interviewed with the Chargers. Could he possibly end up in Atlanta? Something to pay attention to. One more. Thank you for that call, by the way. One more. And this text comes from the 530. There's no name attached to it, but I know the area codes of 530. Said first-time texter, long-time listener. A few comments here. One. Raiders' biggest problem has always been the draft. Tyree Wilson was in range, but not the right player. Too low of a floor for a bad team and came out with an injury. Now he has switched positions. He plays like a bigger Cleve Farrell, slow and stiff. He'll never make a Pro Bowl. Two, what is Champ Kelly's drafting history with the Raiders and the Bears? And three, the free agent quarterbacks are total gambles and expensive ones with injury history. I'm referring to Fields and Murray. I would trade a third for Fields and a fifth for Murray, but don't seem to like... Uh, but don't they don't seem like leaders. Fields is basically on par with uh, Aiden O'Connell from the pocket. Murray is a headache. That's a text from the 530, and thanks so much. And we'll start from uh, 3 to 1. Uh, as far as the quarterbacks go, I went over that in segment number two. Uh, I'm not looking at Kyler Murray coming off of ACL and not really that dude. Is he a, he's a winner in college? Absolutely. He's a winner in high school? Sure. I don't know how far he could take you in the NFL. So I wouldn't touch him. He's not a free agent. He's a guy that you'd have to trade for. Justin Fields, the same thing. I would probably rather trade for Justin Fields than Kyler Murray. There's no doubt about that. And the free agent quarterbacks that I went over, you know, four in the top hundred, none of them to me are worth the salt. So, you know, there, there's that. As far as Champ Kelly's drafting history, I mean, he's never been the GM GM, right? But he's a guy that's very well respected around the league. I've talked to many people that say, man, this dude's a sharp 
uh, football mind. I got a chance to talk to him at the combine last year. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he's, he says all the right things. It sounds like he's gotten a good idea of what he's trying to do and get accomplished. The, the thing with him is I believe that him and AP, uh, if they're the GM and head coach representing for the Raiders, they would share the same vision of, okay, this is what we're looking for. This is what a Raider is. This is what we need. And they go out there and get that. Uh, and then, of course, he has familiarity with Justin Fields. He did. Uh, he was part of the process to bring Justin Fields to Chicago when Justin Fields came out in the draft. And then also, as far as the, the draft and Tyree Wilson, uh, Tyree Wilson, yeah, he's playing in the interior. He was playing in the interior as the season ended, but he doesn't have to play there. Uh, he's actually 100% healthy now. He's going into the offseason. I think he's going to get a lot better. Uh, his ceiling is very high. Uh, he's already working out with others to try to uh, improve himself instead of having to worry about his foot getting healthy. Now all he has to do is worry about technique. Uh, he looked a lot better on the interior, but you give him, a, give him an opportunity, give him an offseason and a full training camp, I think that dude could be a joker. He could be all over the field, and that's a good thing. I don't care where he plays. If he's a monster from the interior, cool. If he's a monster from the outside, if he's a monster from both, so be it. I don't care where he plays. As long as he's on the defensive line, he's really good. I think saying that he's you know, slow and stiff or he's Cleve Farrell and he's never going to make a Pro Bowl after one season is a little extreme. I understand, you know, the, the frustrations, but I think it's a little extreme with that because I do think he has an opportunity to be a really good player. And you did see promises from him towards the end of the season, especially from the interior. And if you can get that, when's the last time the Raiders had a real good dominant push from the interior? If it takes Tyree Wilson to be that guy, I'll take it every day of the week. And twice on Sunday. Thanks for the text. I appreciate you. Next time you hit us back, though, let us know your name. Want to get your name in there. I don't want to call you the texter from the 530. Want to give you your proper uh, ado. So thank you so much for the text. Uh, fantastic stuff. Thanks for all the feedback on the show today. Always appreciate it. Maybe we'll have some news to talk about tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> right? I started the show talking about we wait, we wait, and we wait some more. So that's what we'll do. Hopefully we'll be talking about something official as we close out the week tomorrow. If not... We'll still be here talking. We'll still have the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. We'll have news and notes. We'll have everything you need here on the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.